Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, it's a Friday night downtown Minneapolis. It's a Friday night radio party. Henry Lake, DJ Christopher Tubbs on the wheels of steel. It's the Lake Show here on News Talk 830 WCC. I hope that everybody's had an awesome week, and I hope that everybody has an awesome weekend. I know that I'm going to have an awesome weekend because I'm going to go check out a documentary tomorrow. I'm going to watch plenty of basketball this weekend. I got plenty of stuff to do, and I'm happy to have you guys here on this Friday night along for the ride. Uh, On one of the monitors, we are monitoring the Big Ten Women's Conference Tournament with Purdue trailing Iowa and Caitlin Clark 27-23. So we'll see how that plays out here tonight. I know Maryland's part of the nightcap, so... um, yeah, this is fun. I look forward to going down to the Target Center. I went and picked up my credential yesterday, went over to the host house for a little bit last night with a cousin of mine that was in town from Houston to kind of show her around a little bit. And I'll get back out to the arena probably later tomorrow, definitely Sunday for the championship game. So I'm looking forward to uh, to having some fun. I want to start with a women's college basketball topic and it's the obvious one about Lindsey Whalen and her departure at the University of Minnesota okay in terms of being the women's basketball coach because she still is going to have a job which that doesn't make sense to me and I'm not saying I don't want my friend Lindsey Whalen to have a job but it just seems kind of an odd situation there with the with the you know special assistant to the athletic director anyway so it, the news broke yesterday around 1.30, okay? I'm sitting here. I'm filling in for Chad Hartman. Charlie Weiss is producing. Charlie um, grabs his phone. He's got this, sh- you know, shocked look on his face. He's like, whoa. He turns his phone around and shows me, and I'm like, whoa. Whoa, we got breaking news. We got breaking news. And, of course, the breaking news was that, Lindsey Whalen was resigning and stepping down as a head basketball coach. So I'm going to tell you how I feel about everything. And I would love to get some of your guys' reaction because this is kind of an emotional story because every Minnesotan loves Lindsey Whalen. Every sports fan understands how much of an icon she is. She is basketball royalty here in Minnesota. She is basketball royalty in the WNBA. She is basketball royalty, period, because she's a Hall of Famer. Okay? She's a Hall of Famer. But the news comes out, and it breaks. And personally, it caught me off guard. I'm not going to lie, because I didn't think that – I thought that she was going to get another crack at it. I thought she was going to get another year to turn it around. But that's not the case. Okay? Okay? And this whole thing about it's a mutual thing, stop it. No one's trying to hear that. There was nothing in what she said at the end of 
her post-game presser when they got bounced in the first round of the Big Ten Conference Tournament, had any of us being led to believe that she wanted to step down. If you look at the talent that's in the program, the young talent, the freshmen, nobody believes that for one second. Okay, And even, even though maybe they were having conversations and maybe um, athletic director Mark Coyle was putting some pressure on her maybe the last month of the year, no one believes that Lindsey Whalen really wanted to step away. I'm not buying that. And no, I did not text uh, Lindsey last night. Uh, I did not send her any communication. All I did was send out a tweet just saying, you know, Lindsey, love you, respect you. That was it. I'll talk to Lindsey when it's time to talk to Lindsey. But clearly yesterday, by her not showing up to the press conference, she was overwhelmed. Okay? And I'm not one of those individuals anyway. Unless, like, we're blood and we're related or we're, like, super-duper tight, if, if you lose a loved one or somebody passes away, just depending on the relationship, I'm not the person that's always going to jump into your phone and reach out, like, immediately. Like, I hear at noon that your parent or your, your best friend or your spouse passed away an hour before, and it's not me being insensitive. It's just, I get it. I've been there. When my mom passed away, you know how many calls you get? You know how many texts you get? It's overwhelming, and, and you 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 can't get back to everybody in time. So depending on our relationship, I just kind of like keep my distance for a little bit. So it comes out. Charlie shows it to me. We talk about it on air. We see that the press conference is going to happen at 3 o'clock. Press conference, happens, press con- conference happens, and she's not a part of it. And it was obvious that Mark Coyle wanted to go in another direction because it wasn't working out. This is my take on it, okay? This is my official opinion on the Lindsey um, Whalen situation and her resigning or the forced resignation at the University of Minnesota. I ultimately am not upset at Mark Coyle. I'm not. I'm not. I know that there are many people that are upset. They're saying she got screwed. I got people tweeting at me saying, yeah, Lake, you know, you know, support your girl. You know, she got screwed. She didn't get screwed. Okay, let, let me just say that. Lindsey Whalen did not get screwed. My friend Lindsey Whalen, who I wish was still the coach, she got an opportunity of a lifetime at her alma mater. She did. She didn't get, and I'm going to tell you why she didn't get screwed. Okay. Lindsey didn't get screwed because, first off, she was given an opportunity to coach a big time university basketball program that's in the Big Ten. It's her alma mater, and she'd never coached before. Okay? Because it's Lindsey Whalen. All right? So she was afforded an opportunity, okay, that a lot of people don't get, number one. Secondly, the other reason why I'm not upset and I'm not yelling and screaming and pulling my hair out and I don't have any hair to pull anyway because I'm bald is because she had five years. And that's that's a long time. Now, now I'm not saying that I didn't want her to get year number six, because I did. Because even though you didn't see improvement from a wins-loss perspective this year, I did see some improvement from just the the way that they were playing, the talent level was being it was it was being stepped up with the recruiting class that she had. You could tell that next year was going to be different. All right. 
Now we'll see. I hope that the I hope that all of those young ladies come back, depending on who they have as the head coach. Okay, and I hope that they acquire a really good head coach moving forward. And I think that I think that there should be some good candidates here because everybody knows that basketball is a hotbed here in Minnesota. Minnesota is that basketball hotbed. It is. On the on the boys side and the girls side. Okay? So, I think it's a it's a it's a good job to have. It's been a successful job for several coaches before and I think it will be again. But I'm ultimately not super upset or just blown away like, oh my gosh, I can't believe Mark Coyle did this. Because it comes down to wins and losses. And, and we know and we know this. We know this. And and unfortunately, there weren't enough wins there. But I'm not gonna sit here the day after and say that my friend got screwed over because she had five years. I'll tell you this right now. If Ben Johnson, who I'm friends with, okay, I've known him since high school, if he doesn't win next year, he won't get a fourth year because next year will be year number three. So he has to resurrect it and turn it around too. That This is just part of the, the business. Yeah, it is it is a results-driven business. Yep. And you absolutely need to get results. What I'm seeing is kind of when the dust settled, it seems like the optics, people are upset about the timing of it because it seemed like it came out of nowhere. And you were mentioning, you know, Lindsay's comments in her post-game press conference that, that didn't it didn't give any sort of inclination that anything was going to be on the horizon. And this just completely comes out of left field. And when you're hosting the tournament and then the host team decides that to make they, to make to, a coaching change to make noise i mean that's is big news yeah a, a, and it seemed you know very abrupt even if mark coyle had been you know thinking about this it just i feel like number one people with lindsay are taking it personally and number two it, it just feels like this is something that could have waited for a few days until the end of the tournament until maybe this was done and then you can then you can have those conversations. But you know why it feels so personal though? Because Lindsay Whalen is our sister. Lindsay Whalen is our neighbor. Lindsay Whalen is one of us. Like like no, I'm dead serious. Like, no, like, no, no, like, that's yeah. You may have never met Lindsay Whalen in your life, but everybody feels like they know her. And it's funny because my wife, when she came home from work today, she's from Missouri. You know, it doesn't have a connection But she knows the name Lindsay Whalen. She came home and she's like, can you believe about Lindsay Whalen? I'm thinking, if I asked you where the women's basketball team played, you wouldn't be able to tell me. (laughs) Like, But she knew about Lindsay Whalen. And I think that just shows the name and and just the – the popularity that she's got. And absolutely, when you say, you know, the, the one of us thing, I mean, you cannot get, quote, more one of us than Lindsay. And it's, yeah, I, I just, I feel like people here are so protective of their own. And while it's good, we're like a bunch of, of mama bears. I feel like, you know, this is somebody that, you know, kind of attacked because they took this job away from her. And you hear that she was, so I don't know, it just... It feels like a lot of people are upset about the way that it is perceived from the outside. All right, there's a couple other things I do want to get to regard, uh, regarding all of this, and I'd love to get some reaction. Let's take some phone calls at 651-461-9226. 
reacting to the news about Lindsey Whalen no longer being the head coach at the University of Minnesota women's basketball program. We'll take your phone calls next year on The Lake Show. It's going to be a different look for the women's program at the U of M. With no Lindsey Whalen as head coach, we'll see who the next head coach is going to be. Welcome back to The Lake Show. Henry Lake, Christopher Tubbs. We're talking about that topic right now. We're taking your phone calls as well at 651-461-9226. Jay in Hammond, Wisconsin. He has called in to talk about this. What's up, Jay? Hi, Henry. How you doing? Hey. Uh, yeah. There was a guy about 50 years ago uh, called Bart Starr. Packers, great. Best quarterback of his time, arguably. Um, great field leader. Turned out coaching wasn't his Forte, any parallel here? Is there any parallel here? Um, I'm not sure. I, I guess I would view it like this. And this is just in sports in general, right? We know that there are situations where there have been phenomenal athletes and players and coaching didn't translate or being a general manager or being a president of a team, it just didn't translate. Or even being an owner because we know that with Michael Jordan, it hasn't worked out with him in the Charlotte Hornets. Right. So I, I just thought of that listening, and Lindsey Whalen's awesome player at every level, and nothing to say bad about her. Yeah. But I just thought back to uh, my misspent youth, being a Viking fan in Wisconsin, but knowing Bart Starr, um, that was kind of him. Yeah. And, and thanks for the phone call from Jay and Hammond. Look, the bottom line is when you look at coaching, some of it may be just based off of maybe she needs a little bit more seasoning. Needs a little bit more experience. Maybe that's part of it too. Because there are a bunch of coaches out there. They jump right in and they didn't have success right away. Look at the Nat, he brought up the National Football League. Look at Pete Carroll. Look at uh, Bill Belichick. Like there's, there's been coaches out there that just the first time around, boom. Yeah. They, it, they it, weren't it, great. And, and that's really where you earn your stripes is that first time around because there are a lot of things that. You learn that you didn't know about, and guess what? You take that and you go someplace else. Here's my question to you, Henry. Do you feel like Lindsay would want to coach anywhere? Because, I mean, she is connected to the state. She's connected to the U of M. Do you see her, if she gets an offer to coach somewhere else, would that be in her future, or did she just take this job because it was offered to her? Wait, are you going back in time, or what are you, are you yeah, talking about right I, now? Yeah, I guess I'm just I'm just asking because you know we're talking. No, about I'm talking about, are you talking about in the present, or are you talking about years ago before she took the job? I'm talking about the present. You talking about would she take a job somewhere else right now? Yeah, like after after this, would she take a job? I mean, any at, at another D1 school? I couldn't answer that, mm-hmm. but what? I don't think she's positioned to 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 be set up to take a job at another D1 school, like. It be that'd be kind of a hard sell to somebody. Like mm-hmm. you, you, you want somebody to kind of you know have success. You want the track record. Yes, yes, yeah. and I think that that's I think that's a little bit difficult to kind of sell right now. But th- this is the to me it's weird about the whole she's a special assistant to Mark Coyle. So it, the way that I read this is that is just to play out the rest of the contract. Mm-hmm. Okay, but this is what I would say to that. Don't do that. Don't have her beholden to some job like that. First, it's going to be kind of weird that you're going to have a new coach on campus, and the old coach is still on campus in the athletic department. Yeah, that just to me that I don't like. 
I don't like that. It, it just comes across as extremely weird. Yeah, it, it's this is such a Minnesota thing, though, right? I mean, you think about Paul Molitor being fired by the Twins, and then he's given like another special assistant role within the organization. But that's different, though. That's like a remote job. This is not a remote job. This is your your in house. See, t- t- to me, and I don't I, like it just because I think that they should just go ahead, cash her out, yeah. And let her go let do her, analyst let do work. Her, yeah. Let her go let, do analyst work because she wants to do analyst work for like Big Ten Network yeah, or something but, like but that. To me, this this is this is also placating the PR side of it. Like this is a soft landing spot for Lindsay. It's like okay, she didn't. I work think it's at, bad. I don't I, think I, 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 I don't I, think it's a good PR th- uh, move. See, and and to me, th- this seems like it's the university trying to save face. Okay, we don't think she's good enough to be the head basketball coach of the women's program. But we still value her in the sense of the university. We want her to be a part of the university's athletic program. So, therefore, we're going to give her this th- this title, whatever. I was telling my wife today, I said, I feel, and this is just me, based on nothing other than w- what I what I see. It's like it's one of those where you give her the title, you continue to let her fulfill her contract, but it's not really – a whole lot of work involved. I, I think that I, this is what this is what I think should have happened. If because number one, she's always going to be attached to the U. That's just a fact. Yes. I don't think that you continue to have somebody within your athletic department that is is in an emotional state right now with just losing their job as being the head basketball coach, and they're a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. I think that that you could go ahead and pay out whatever the remaining portion of the contract is or whatever, and then a couple years from now, you could come up with some fancy title but not necessarily have that title be attached to the athletic director. I, I just think that it's weird, man. It, it It is, but to me, again, I just go back to the university. They don't want to completely look like they're discarding her. So how can we – how can hmm. we give her the, the the soft landing spot? I mean, we're not dumb, though. No, we're not. But I feel like this is just trying on the surface. We we want it to make it look like it's mutual because if it's not mutual, then guess what? Nobody wants to will. Oh, it's not mutual. Yeah, well, and, and that's the thing. It's like when they say it's you know we mutually agreed to do this. Nothing is ever going to be mutual where one person is left unemployed. I don't know of any of those situations where somebody's like, you know what? We're going to let you go. We're going to buy you out, but it's going to be mutual. I've never been in a situation like that. Yeah. I've never heard of that. So to me, it's trying to tell Gopher fans we're making the change for the program, but we still feel that we want her to be involved. Even though it might be awkward, you can read between the lines. It, it doesn't look good. But to me, I feel it's it, it's a token move at best. All right. There's another angle about this story that I definitely want to get to before we're done tonight. And I I know for a fact that me and Chris are going to be on opposing sides of this issue. But we'll get to that here a little bit later. Coming up next, he's on the West Coast. He's in L.A. The Wolves play tonight against the L.A. Lakers without LeBron. We talked to Chris Hine, Minneapolis Star Tribune. He joins us next year on The Lake Show. All right, back here with you on The Lake Show on this Friday evening. Let's talk some Timberwolves basketball. This is the radio home for Timberwolves basketball tonight. The opponent, the L.A. Lakers, and he's out in L.A. right now, hanging out in California. Let's check in with Chris Hine from the um, 
Minneapolis Star Tribune beat writer, covers the Wolves. He's joining us on the John Schuster Call Baker Hotline. And so I have a confession to make, Chris. Are you ready for my confession? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Let's hear it. All right. First off, first off, you know that I'm team Chris Hine, and I know that Chris Hine officially is team Lake Show. Okay. And this is how I know. Yes. All right. So, so this is how I know. So this, and this is what's so funny. So there was a mistake that I made this evening or this afternoon. And you're just a soldier, dude. Like, like you're a trooper. Like you're so team Henry Lake. I love it. And, and you know, I got your back as well. So this is what happened. I intended to text the other Chris, the producer of the show, Christopher Tubbs. And I said, we'll need to cut a spot tonight, which is lingo for I needed to cut a commercial spot tonight, right? And I needed to send it to a to a to a salesperson, whatever. That text that I intended for Chris went to Chris Hine from the Minneapolis Star Tribune. So your response was you took that as, oh, Lake, you want me to come on the show? What time do you need me to come on? And so then I'm confusing myself. And I'm looking, I'm like, did I say come on tonight? I was like, I didn't realize or forgot that. So that was totally on I, me, Chris. I thought I must I thought I must have missed something too. I don't know. Did we talk about it? right. I thought you might have been texting the wrong person, but here I am. You know, I'm on the show and I'm happy to do it. Um, hey, hey, as always. I love so. it, man. It's a two for one. Look at this. I mean, I ended up walking into a segment and talk Tim Rules basketball with you. So I I appreciate that. Yep. Sorry for the confusion. Sorry that I that I that I mess things up, but you I, you're the type of guy that just rolls with the punches, man. That's right. That's right. That's what they say at improv, right? You just <laughs> yes and it's like <laughs> you just roll with whatever's going on. That's kind of my philosophy on life. Yes and let's let's keep it moving. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let, let's get to it, man, and then we'll let you go because you need to. I mean, you're out in L.A., man. You, you you're amongst the stars. All right. So the the, the Timberwolves coming out of the All Star break. Extremely sluggish, right? Extremely sluggish. Yes. Didn't look right. Um, actually collapsed and gave a game. Now, I don't say gave a game away like Golden State didn't try to fight back in there, but that was a game that they should have won. Then they had one of their more impressive games. It wins on the road, beating the L.A. Clippers um, a few nights ago. A nationally televised game in which TNT, I mean, everybody's on there like loving them, loving them up, right? You got uh, Candace Parker. Who was it? To Jamal Crawford was on there. I think Shaq was on there. So you're getting the national love. What is it about the Wolves, though, where they just when they're right there, the the having the opportunity to come up with a win, they typically do whatever it takes to fumble it away. What what is that? Why is that continuing to be a part of the DNA? Yeah, you know, I don't. It's a tough question to ask. I think it I think it extends back to a quality that we don't really talk about too much with this group anymore, but I think it's something that exists. And you can go back as far back as like three or four years ago, even when they weren't winning as many games as they are now. And it, I think in some ways they do feel somewhat satisfied with themselves when they have a nice game. And then they don't have the same sense of urgency to, to kind of roll it over into the next one. Um, and I think you saw that a few years ago. They would win one game and then lose three before they'd, <laughs> before they'd get desperate enough to want to win another one. Yep, I think you're right. I mean, it, it, doesn't happen as fr- it doesn't happen as frequently now. I mean, they obviously win more games now, but 
I, I think there's still a little bit of that. It's like, oh, good, we we played well on Tuesday. Well, now on Friday we can kind of coast a little bit, and we're we're coming into the Lakers game, and LeBron's not playing, so it's going to be a little easier matchup. And Delo's out, so you know we could maybe give this one eighty percent and try to try to win. You know, like that. Yep. That seems to be what this team does. So, you know, I, I have no feel for how this game is going to go tonight with LeBron out and, and D'Lo out. Um, just no feel based on what this team has done throughout the whole season. All right, so let me ask you if you have a feel on this. What is your feeling on Nas Reed from the standpoint of how much does he like being here in Minnesota? And the reason why I ask this uh, question, Chris, is a year ago, Thinking about Nas Reed entering free agency, I'd be like, you know what? Um, I like him. I like his role. I like him coming in off the bench. Um, but I wouldn't shed a tear if Nas no longer was part of this organization. Now I've switched up on that because of the growth, continued growth that he showcased here the last few years. The way that he's playing post-All-Star break, if this guy does not end up coming back to the Wolves after this summer, I think it would be a big-time loss for their bench. Well, I mean, just look at the situation though, Henry, right? Like he's going to be, he's going to be a free agent. He's more than proven that he can, that he is an NBA center, whether somebody thinks of him as a, as their starter or as a high valued backup. Um, and you look at what he's got ahead of him on the depth chart here in Minnesota, you know, earlier in the season, there were games Nas Reed was not playing when Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert were healthy. That's got to stick in the back of your mind when, when you're entering free agency, right? It's like, look, when these two guys are back healthy, what, what is my role going to be? And, yeah, there will be times where he might get on the floor with either Carl or Rudy, and they'll, they'll play two bigs like that. But if you're, if you're thinking him, I'm, and I'm just thinking about this from his perspective, not with you know, any inside knowledge, but it's like I would want to go somewhere where I know I'm going to get minutes and playing times where I'm not going to be the third strength center, where I would be at worst the second strength center. You know, I, I does I he come does he come across as a guy natural? Does he come across the guy that would take? Uh, uh, we hear this all the time in baseball. We don't. Ne- we never hear this in basketball. But do you think that he's the type of guy that would take a hometown discount to stay here in Minnesota? Because I'm I'm, I'm oh, thinking he probably man, wouldn't be no. that guy. Listen, listen. He he has he's an undrafted free agent out of college. He is making the minimum essentially for the first four years of his career, he's going to want to cash in. Like this is his chance to cash in. Who knows if you're going to get another contract after this? There's no, there is no incentive for him to take a hometown discount. His con his contract, the first four years has been a discount. So there's no incentive for him to take a hometown discount. He's got to, he's got to seize this opportunity and make as much money as he can, because you don't know if it's going to come around again for you and you'll be in this position to make you know uh let's say eight figures on his next deal right yeah so i think he's got to go he's got to go for the money he's got to go for the role and i don't think anybody can blame him for going for either uh at the end of the season no matter what happens yeah we're talking to chris uh christopher hine from the minneapolis star tribune he covers the minnesota Timberwolves. give him a follow on twitter at christopher hine and he's joining us now courtesy of the john schuster cola banker hotline here on the lake show all right, so what's your what's been your assessment here um, in the last four or five days, or let's say the last couple of games of of uh, point guard Mike Conley Jr. getting more acclimated to his new surroundings? 
I think he's still trying to find where exactly he's going to fit in and pick his spots offensively to attack and score. I think that's the biggest thing I've noticed with him is just finding those moments for him to really make an impact with his scoring or shooting ability. He's very deferential. He's trying to get everybody involved, trying to defer to Ant, which is what you know they have told us was going to happen when he came in here. So I think getting him going and being more of a scoring threat that teams are going to have to respect as the season winds down here is probably one of their biggest things. It's something Chris Finch talked about at practice the other day. Is They're encouraging him to be more aggressive and look for a shot a little more. I think you saw that a little bit against the Clippers. He was taking more of those floaters that were available to him in the lane when the Clippers were collapsing on Gobert for those lobs. They were basically conceding some floaters to, to Mike Conley, and he took them. He missed a, he missed a good portion of them, um, but at least he was looking for it and looking to score. So I'll be interested to see just if his shot volume starts to tick up a little bit, his usage goes up a little bit. He's, a, he's lower volume than D'Lo was, lower usage than D'Lo was, and that's part of the point why they got him here. But they don't want him to just – you know, always pass when he's out there. They want him to score too. And he can shoot it from deep. He's, I think, I think this year is like 36, 37% from three point range. So he can shoot it from deep. Teams have to respect that. So I think that's the biggest thing for him right now is just finding those spots where he can be more of a, of a scorer and more aggressive. What's been your early thoughts on Nikhil Alexander Walker? I like his game. I, I, I used to watch him when he was on Utah and he, for once once or twice a game, he would always kind of just pop, I thought. He would do something where, where you would notice him. And I think you're seeing that now defensively. He takes it really seriously. I think he realizes that defensively is the way that he's going to get minutes and stay on this team and stay in the league. Uh, he's a restricted free agent after this season. So I think he, he sees that that is his opportunity to come off the bench and make an immediate impact in a game. He's got a little scoring ability. He can shoot it a little bit. Um, I like the way that he pushes the pace when he's got the ball in his hand. He, he was doing that a lot against the Clippers, even after mates. So he, he plays with an up-tempo style that I think Finch likes and appreciates. And, you know, I think he's got a – everybody was raving about his work ethic yesterday. Um, you know, people – we were asking about, you know, just what people have liked about him so far. Players and Finch have just, you know, they raved about all the work that he's tried to put in and ingrain himself really quickly to, to the team here. So I like his game. I, how do you feel about him? I like him. I, I like his defensive effort. And I think that you just hit the head uh, square on. I think that he understands already – that for him to remain in the league, because right now he's nowhere near anything polished in terms of having an offensive game. Like his shot's very inconsistent. Yeah. His finishing ability, very inconsistent. I actually thought coming out of college that he'd be further along than what he is. Uh, but I think that's because he's been traded a few times or whatever. But I like what I see just in terms of him being a guy that can give you minutes, but most importantly, he wants to defend. That is the one area where, look, as much as I like Jalen Wells sportability, I love, in, in the words of Clark Kellogg, right, His him being a, a bucket getter, Jalen just doesn't get down and dirty defensively. And I think that that's going to be an issue for him in the league. Yeah, I, I, think, you're, I think you're right. Um, they are kind of opposite. So people are, people are kind of speculating out there that Alexander Walker is probably going to take Noel's minutes. I, I don't necessarily see it that way. 
I think maybe eventually Alexander Walker, his minutes come at the expense of maybe Austin Rivers. If you're looking for, you know, a scoring punch, you still need to go to Jalen Noel off the bench because he is still your most gifted for sure. kind of guard scorer off the bench. So I don't know that his minutes get impacted too much. But- I think if you have – Alexander Walker and Austin Rivers on the floor together a lot. I, I, I don't think that that's enough necessarily enough offense that you that you've got on the floor with that second unit. But so, this this is what I think is happening, though, Chris. This is what this is what I think is happening. I'm not sure if you agree with me on this, but this is what I think is happening. I there's a part of me that says that Jalen Noel has one foot out the door. I think that Jalen Noel is looking to whatever whatever the bag is that he can get whatever team. He's, no, I'm dead serious. He's looking to take that bag, whether it's here or somewhere else. And I think that there is a little bit of a – we're a little bit frustrated that he hasn't advanced his game beyond um, where it is defensively because he's still – he's very, you know, inconsistent in terms of doing anything on defense. With 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 Nah, everybody should call him Nah for short. With Nikhil Alexander-Walker, yeah. though, I, I think it's for the Wolves basically a free look a free roll, a free glance yeah. at him, right? Because he is a restricted free agent. I think the qualifying offer is something like seven million or something like that. And so, yeah. so, 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 so they can go. So they can go ahead and have the qualifying offer, or whatever. He's a restricted free agent, and they can look around and say, "Hey, we've got a guy in in case <laughs> Jalen Noel doesn't end up returning to us." Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. It is a free look that he is restricted. They can control any offer sheet that he gets. Um, as for Jalen Noel, I would say stay tuned on that front. Um, you know, on Sunday, I, I've got a story coming out about how just he's navigated this season. And I think you'll be interested in it. Hopefully, Bulls fans out there will be interested in reading kind of a deeper look at, at how he's, he's approached this season and the, the work and preparation he's tried to put into maximizing his season for better or for worse. Nice. Um, yeah, you know, I think you. Know, I think you'll. Hopefully, you'll, you'll come out of it. Even if you're not a Jalen Noel fan, or you know, you're critical of his game. Hopefully, I think you appreciate the the amount of effort and diligence he's tried to put into to this season and maximizing his role. Yep. So check that out uh, this weekend. I think it'll be coming out. So all right. Well, thank you for that. Well, thanks for the heads up. Real quickly, last thing. Uh, any word? Do you know is is Anthony Davis going to play? We know LeBron's out for for several weeks. Any word so far on whether Anthony Davis is going to be uh, on the court tonight? I haven't seen anything recently this afternoon. All I know is that he came into the day probable, which would suggest to me that he was going to play. Um, I, yeah, I have not seen anything, but I would assume just based on the probable designation that he's probably going to play. Okay. Hence the, <laughs> hence the term probable. Yeah, so, for sure, for I'll, sure. I'll, I'll hedge my bets on that side of it. Got you. Hey, Chris, man, always a pleasure, and sorry for the confusion and mix-up, but I appreciate you uh, joining us tonight. <laughs> no problem. Anytime, Henry. All right, take glad care. to do it. Yep, that's a Chris Hine covering the Minnesota Timberwolves beat writer uh, for the Minneapolis Star Tribune joining us here on The Lake Show. All right, uh, Take a break. We'll come back. We'll finish off hour one. We'll do that next. All right, we got a couple of minutes here before the top of the hour break. <clears throat> and let's take uh, let's go to the text line, the City's One Plumbing Talking text line. Somebody weighed in about the Lindsay, uh, Lindsay if I can spit out my words, Lindsay Wayland situation. Yeah, there's a couple of them here. Uh, first of all, in terms of just firing a Minnesota icon, the uh, Timberwolves uh, fired Kevin McHale. So I I don't know if that flip flip. Yeah. 
Uh, here's another one uh, about Lindsay saying the timing was bad uh, during conference play. Some who love women's ball were hoping to see the legend. Uh, no way will she attend after that embarrassing uh, sudden announcement. Uh, heard she resigned, stepped down, fired, creative special job is garbage. I doubt she stays, but we need a statue of her outside Target Center. See, I totally disagree. I totally disagree with that person. Um, f- first off, the, the first part of it, they said, what they say about the tournament? Going to miss her? Uh, no way will she attend after no, 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 that no, the, announcement. No, 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 the very first the very first part of it. Uh, the timing was bad during conference play. They lost. They, the Gophers were ousted in the first round against the team that was actually ranked worse than them. So they weren't playing any other games. Yeah, and, and, but this is this this is the second part, and this is where me and you actually I think will probably disagree. Okay, I think you agree with the texture about the optics of it being bad in the bad timing. I actually disagree with that wholeheartedly. I think it was a great time to do it if you're going to do it. If that's the decision you're making, you know what you do. You let the world know we're moving it in another direction. It's conference tournament week. Now everybody knows all the assistants. And all the head coaches out there at the D1 schools know that job is open. Yeah, but at the same time. If you wait till next week, the men, it's all about the men. So I'm dead serious. This became a story. I think it's actually the timing's fine. See, because, number one, you're hosting the conference tournament. Doesn't matter. Number two, it's coming at a time where you're taking the positive attention away from. Positive attention from what? Well, you're taking away the attention from the tournament where it should be about no, the teams not. that are playing. No, you're not. And all of a sudden, everybody's talking about, well, nope. this is one of those stories. I disagree. Caitlin Clark is the story right now. The Iowa Hawkeyes are up 10, and Caitlin Clark in Iowa and Indiana being, going trying to be a one seed in the tournament, that's all that we're going to be talking about all weekend long. We're talking about it here in Minnesota, but nationally, that's not a story. And we do have uh, one more text here, Henry. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody, I, I think, kind of agreeing with you, saying, rip the Band-Aid off. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, I think the timing actually helps us because the world knows we got to go in another direction. All right, coming up next, and we'll get back to uh, maybe another take about this as well, but with the big news about Pistol Pete's record potentially being broken by Antoine Davis, I say it doesn't matter. The record will always stand. That next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.